0: This is Jeff adoton with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valeria and I talk a little bit about Marcus Allen. Uh, free agency in the NFL is almost here, and what better topic than Marcus Allen because he was a as big a free agent to come to the Kansas City Chiefs as anyone in their history. If you think about it, it was early in free agency. He was a former star from the rival team, the Raiders, and he really helped bring about more winning ways for the Chiefs. Yeah. And he, we had, we're with Joe Valerio, who was his teammate on the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. It, I'll tell you, you know, he brought – you know, we, we've talked about it several times, Jeff, on the show and over the course of the last, you know, months. Um championship DNA right that's what that's what Marcus Allen brought to the Chiefs you know and then you couple it with him coming with Joe Montana for that one-two punch and uh, it was what a free agent pickup that was right and of course the Raiders right I mean you know at that time I know the Broncos and the Chiefs developed quite a rivalry through you know the late 90s and, and even in the mid mid and early 90s but you know they the Chiefs Broncos sort of rivalry started developing a Chiefs Raiders was the rivalry, right? When you think about the AFC, especially the AFC West, you know the Chiefs versus the Raiders was was the game, and you know, and then all of a sudden, here comes one of the marquee all-time recognizable Raiders, you know, Marcus Allen, and he joins the, the enemy, and then Art Shell comes with him, you know. After that, so you know, you know, I'm, I'll never forget sitting in a uh, a meeting room with Art, and uh, you know, talking about that Raiders Chiefs rivalry and uh he said you know guys i'm i'm here i'm i'm dedicated to what the chiefs are doing i i put my raiders hat aside he goes because if you can't beat them join them and that's what he said about coming to the chiefs and and i think that's how marcus allen felt i think marcus felt like it was a a, a breath of fresh air and a and a new life for him to come to kansas city and boy did the city
0: welcome him with open arms absolutely and you know you mentioned joe montana them kind of coming together how cool is that two legends two hall of famers uh, coming aboard for the, um, team, and becoming teammates with the chiefs. And you had mentioned that, uh, you heard the Joe Montana news. You were actually in the weight room, uh, when that happened and you said how kind of the news spread down the line. This is obviously pre internet era. So Joe, yeah. how did you learn about, uh, Marcus out? What, how did you learn about that? And what was the reaction uh, from you and your teammates? Yeah, that
1: one I actually saw on the news and, uh, you know, when the story broke, um, and 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 it was you know it was like it was unbelievable right to think that i was going to play with you know the guy that you know raiders legend uh you know future hall of famer uh super bowl mvp you know and he was there was going to be the the combination of having someone like that come into the west coast offense and and it really started to all make sense right at that point what what was going to happen with the chiefs offense right mm-hmm, that we were the Christian Okoye days, the Barry Ward days were over. You know, we we were, as offensive linemen, we're going to have a lot of work to do ahead of us. And I think the Marcus Allen acquisition, you know, in free agency really, really hit home with us that that things were going to change. You know, it was one thing to have Joe Montana not knowing, you know, what we were going to do wide receiver-wise, you know, what we were going to do tight end-wise – to to be able, you know, were we gonna do like a modified West Coast offense? Were we gonna do something that was maybe a little bit different? Um, you know, that maybe we'd still keep that heavy running mm-hmm. game, but then, you know, then all of a sudden it's it's Marcus Allen's coming and we're like, all right, this is for real. This this West Coast thing is going, we're going full bore, no, no looking back, and and the smash mouth, you know, Marty Schottenheimer days of old were over. But again, I've said this a couple of times before. We always gave so much respect for Marty for changing his style, you know, like that because he knew that it was the it was the right thing to do, and 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 for for that, we will always respect him for being a coach that was visionary enough to to say, okay, this worked for me in the past. This might not work for me going future in the new NFL that was that was sort of evolving in the mid '90s, and then all of a sudden. You know, here we are, completely a different team. And the thing about Coach Schottenheimer, what he did with Marcus is he used Marcus as like a coach on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was the kind of free agent pickup that he was. You know, Joe, yes, um, but you know, as much as we all love Joe and as great as he was as a player and what he had done, you know, the four Super Bowls, and it all speaks for itself. Marcus was definitely more vocal leader. And, and much more of a coach on the field. He was definitely a player that was going um, to tell you what needed to get done at a certain time, not because he was trying to be a boss about it, but he was telling you because he knew it was going to make you better and it was going to make the team better. And that's, I think, we really respected that about Marcus and everybody listened to him. I mean, there wasn't one player on the field, you know, from the 13-year veteran John Alt, you know, who'd been through the battles to all the way down to the rookie, you know, special teams person. Everybody listened to Marcus for what he had to offer.
0: Not, you know, not a surprise given just his his background, his experience, former Super Bowl MVP. You know, he was actually at uh, this past Super Bowl, the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Um, and I spoke to him uh, before it, Joe, and because there were so many Chiefs legends, as you know, that were at the game. He was actually there in a different capacity. He's done this the last... Couple years where he's a host for On Location, a hospitality company where you know people can get premium seats and get kind of this really cool atmosphere before the game where they get food and drinks and like kind of mingle with NFL players. So I was talking about him about this, and he is really enjoying uh, this host uh, role. Yeah. He he's he likes just mingling with the people. Uh, he likes lap. last year. He said he sang. America the beautiful for everyone. So, um, anyhow, he, he, you know, he was laughing about on the phone and he, he said how much joy he gets in making people have a good time for, for is that the Marcus Allen? You remember a guy who was,
1: you know, charming and and what would be like the gracious host. Perfect. Those are two perfect words, charming, gracious. You know, he was a guy that, you know, it, even in his twilight years, right, and he he went on to play even, you know, longer than I did, right, because I, you know, I left Kansas City in 1996 and went to the Rams for a cup of coffee, and, you know, Marcus stayed on and, and played even longer, but, but um, he, you know, he was a guy that even in those twilight years had fun playing the game of football, and he made all the people around him have fun playing football, and you couple that with the fact that, you were never meet somebody who worked as hard as Marcus Allen. Mm. I mean, that guy, when you think about now, we, we always talk about, you know, people when they're in their mid-30s in football, right? You're like, my God, mid-30s, you're like a baby, right? <laughs> in, in the grand scheme of things, in, mm-hmm. in life, you're still, you're still basically like, quote, a kid. But in football years, you know, you're an old man, you know, especially at running back, right? You're talking about how many running backs play into their mid to late 30s, right? Very, very few. And just from the punishment that they take. And, you know, Marcus was a guy, even at that age, he was in, I mean, phenomenal shape. The guy was, you know, he, he didn't at that time in his career, he didn't maybe have the downfield speed that, you know, you see, you know, with a Tyreek Hill or somebody like that, who's just insanely fast. But, you know, he, he had quickness and, and game speed. And he had smart speed, and we'll call it wise speed at that age. And, man, when he hit the hole, you know, he would get his four, five, six yards a pop. You know, he wasn't going to outrun anybody. He wasn't going to be, you know, getting, you know, the big ones. But he but he did. He did have his 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 time. You th- I think about some of those runs he had in the uh, Oilers game, right, that led us to the AFC Championship game, right? He hit some holes, and, man, he turned on the Jets. And you're like, wow. <laughs> that guy and 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 he had fun doing it that's what made him special he was a he was a coach on the field he worked harder than anybody else and 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 and
0: to boot he had a lot of fun when he was out there And perfectly, you mentioned how that was kind of it showed how the Chiefs were changing that they were going all in with the West Coast offense. Um, And what a no one's was a better fit than that than Marcus Allen. He could catch the ball. He was a really good blocker uh, to to open up the passing game. Great goal line runner, obviously. Maybe is one of his best things. One of the best. I
1: have some really great pictures of uh, that I treasure of of me. Uh, you know, I've one of us uh, celebrating after his hundredth uh, touchdown, and it uh, was actually ended up. It's funny. It ended up on his football card, and it was me hugging him um, on. His, and it was on his his football card, which was which was really cool. Um, do you still
0: have that? Do you have that card uh, in
1: place uh, uh Yeah, keep keep that one. Those are those are special. <laughs> and uh, you know, and that was after he scored his hundredth touchdown. It was really cool to get to celebrate with him on that. Um, you know, and and yeah, down around the goal line, I think I think about the the touchdowns that I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to score. You know, I think about Steve Bono's seventy six yard run when I was <laughs> escorting him. You know, down the field, they were all cut. They all came off of Marcus. Yeah. You know, even though he didn't have the ball, they all came off of his fakes. His play fakes were phenomenal. And when I think about you know how wide open I was against uh, the Raiders, the 49ers. I think about that Steve Bono 76 yard run. And I think about all 11 defenders on the opposing teams. You know, Niners, the Raiders, and the, and and the um, uh, the the Cardinals. And I scored a touchdown in, the, in that game as well. Everybody just just dying to dive in and you know try to kill Marcus Allen. He just had some knack about being around the goal line. He just knew because he wasn't. Look, he was not you know, he was not big. I mean, he was not Derrick Henry big. Let's, let's put it that way. He was, if anything, Marcus was relatively slight, you know, as a, as a running back, when you think about the Mm -hmm. amount of years that he played, but man, he was elusive. And um, I think, I think, I think because he, he doled out a lot of punishment, I think that prolonged his career. He was a guy that wasn't going to turn, you know, he wasn't going to turn to the sideline. He Mm -hmm. was going to take you head on. And I think sometimes the aggressor, actually last longer than the people who you know kind of get hit a lot you know that don't have that ability to elude I think about you know the Earl Campbell's of the world I think about Christian you know I think about Christian Okoye and Barry Word and how their their careers were shortened because they were taking more punishment than they were giving out believe it or not is punishing is they were punishing runners because of their size but in at the end of the day they really were taking more punishment than they were giving out and that's something Marcus didn't do. You know, Marcus, Marcus he, get, he didn't take punishment. He dished it out.
0: Big key to his longevity, like you said. And, and such a great point about he was such a focal point on the, uh, for defenses near the goal line that yeah, that really opened things up for you. Yeah. And Joe and I both have some good Marcus Allen stories coming up. But first, with home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune, or you can get SimpliSafe. And if you get SimpliSafe, it blankets your whole home in safety, it has outdoor cameras and doorbells that alert you to anyone approaching, entry motion, glass, brake sensors guard inside. You can set up the system all by yourself and it only takes 30 minutes. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police in a moment's notice, 24/7, and it's just 50 cents a day with no contracts. So go to simplesafe.com/team today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplesafe.com/team. That's simplesafe.com/team. Joe, so we talked about how I, I was so amused that uh, Marcus Allen was singing. He was this tough football player singing uh, "America the Beautiful," and yeah. you know uh, these these kind of wealthy clients kind of um, mingling with them. Perhaps that's a side that that our listeners didn't know of. Another side, he he is pretty tech savvy, especially with computers, even back in the day, and. Tell us about that a little bit, Joe.
1: You know, it's so funny, Marcus. I, he's the reason why I I love computers, and and it became like almost like a I wouldn't call it a hobby, but definitely an interest of mine is. Uh, and I got I got involved with computers really early. My my roommate in college is his dad was uh, pretty senior at IBM, and for Jen and I's wedding in 1992, he mailed us an IBM PS2 computer, which at that time was like super top of the line personal computer right like they were I'm talking like 1992 dollars they were probably like five grand right it's like five thousand dollars back then and it was a real small monitor you know it was a big unit and and the thing only had 250 megabytes of 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 hard drive space right so it's crazy how things have technology has changed but at that time it was super high end and you know I didn't really have a need for it. Right. Cause you know, I'm playing football and we didn't have any film or anything on computers back then. Everything was videotape and whatnot, but my wife used it a little bit sparingly for her teaching. She was, you know, Jen's a teacher. And, and when she was in Kansas, she would use the computer for some word processing and things like that. But I had been mentioning in the, in the locker room and I don't know, I, I tell you the truth. I don't remember how it came up, but it came up that I had a computer and somebody had mentioned this whole thing called the, quote, internet, right? At the time, back in, like, 1993. And, and Marcus, it caught his ear. And he goes, who's got, who, what, who's got internet? What's going on? Who's got a computer? So I said, oh, Marcus. I said, my, my, uh, my best friend's uh, dad sent me a, a PS2 from IBM. He goes, what? You got a PS2? He knew exactly what, like, computer it was. He goes, that's top of the line, man. He goes, I got to send my, my IT guy over to see you. And he goes, this is my computer guy. And 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 I said, well, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh, he's going to get you on the internet. He's going to get you email. He's going to show you how to use that computer." And I was like, "Marcus, what are you talking about? Email? Yeah, who am I going 90s. to email? That's really ahead of the game." Yeah, I was like, "Who am I going to email?" He goes, "I don't know. Just find somebody who does electronic mail." And I was like, "You know, you're, we're back in the in the days of you know like you've got mail, right? Has yeah. to pop up <laughs> on your screen." And 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 he he sent over his computer consultant. And it was like the nicest guy in the world. His name was Babu Inesh. So Babu comes over, he hooks us up, he gets us on the internet. Now I'm like surfing the web back in, you know, 1993. And it was all because of Marcus Allen. And I, it really did lead, lead to like a real love of computers for me. Um, and, and even in my work today, you know, I do a lot with our IT department. And, and I know a lot about computers thanks to, thanks to Marcus Allen, right? Hall of Fame, Super Bowl. Winning MVP running back, you know one of the greatest free agents of all time, right? You think about, you know, I'm looking at some of his his stats, right? NFL Rookie of the Year. Well, oh, let's by the way, he won the Heisman. Uh, you know, Super Bowl MVP, NFL Most Valuable Player, six time Pro Bowl, uh, two time rushing touchdown leader. Uh, I mean, you know, national champion in college. Like he probably Joe Montana had a lot of great accolades. Marcus is probably the most decorated player that I played with in my six years. When I think about, you know, as a decorated player, and he also was computer guy. How
0: about that? <laughs> so Joe, apparently you owe him not only uh, f- for the touchdown receptions you caught, but also for your uh, knowledge of, of computers. So maybe both careers You're, you owe him yeah. for your athletic career. I, and now your current career, uh, your, your expertise in the technology. Who would have thought? <laughs> that's so cool you know so uh i have a very cool marcus allen story too there was uh, one summer where i was just uh running on the track um at pembroke hill which is located off the plaza and uh, and uh he had he had a place i believe on the plaza you know the, a very mm-hmm. nice area in uh in kansas city and so i was running on the track with a friend and um and we see oh marcus allen so cool. You know, it, it was yeah. nobody else on the track it was him and his wife. Um, And this was actually during the summer of like the the OJ stuff was going on. And yeah. I think, you know, he was uh, as a, a friend of OJ's at one time, a fellow USC running back, he was kind of implicated things. So I think he was just there kind of working out knowing there was nobody there and could get a little bit of a workout on the track. But anyhow, I, that's kind of what I was trying to do. And uh, so I, I went up to him just cause I, I idolized the guy and I said, uh, you know, Marcus, do you have any uh, advice for an aspiring football player? And, you know, he was nice. He talked to me and then I went back to running and then he pulled me aside and he said, you know, like, you're, you're straining too much on your running. It's just like the real fast guys, uh, they just kind of glide along really relaxed. Um, anyhow i never got any faster (laughs) but but how cool of marcus to stop like some some high school kid and tell you know he could have either just been nice and he could have said nothing he could have just been nice but then to actually stop me and give actual advice yeah what a cool guy yeah that made my day made my year so
1: that's awesome man and 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 yeah i mean that's obviously it speaks a lot to you that the way that you probably were super respectful of his time and like that, you know, you didn't you weren't out there looking to, you know, glom onto him at that point, right? Especially at that time in the in, right. in his in his season. And 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 that's probably why he did come back to you because of the way you treated him. And and that's the kind of guy Marcus was. He was somebody who just uh you know, he 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 was always there in the community. You know, he and he and his wife Catherine um, you know, had come to Kansas City and Catherine was very involved in the chief's wives, uh, program where they would go out and raise money and, and they would do things. And and I know my wife, Jen, and was, was involved with the crew and and she always said how nice, you know, they were and how good they were as a couple. And, you know, Marcus, uh, you know, he came to one of the dinners that I had hosted after I had scored a touchdown and, you know, I had to pay up, right. I I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, uh, get off scot-free on that but he he was a guy where was the dinner,
0: it. Joe where's where was the dinner was at somebody's place or it sounds like it was more a restaurant we
1: did it remember. we did it uh, at uh we did a couple of them because every time I was score I had to host dinner so we we <laughs> always did we always did one at Garozo's right oh, and great. uh and then we Johnny Cascone's uh we did one there and uh you know, because you know, I had to take care of all my Italian. Italian I know. Apparently they're making a Valerio go to an Italian restaurant. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, and so, yeah, so, so Marcus was just, uh, he, he was, um, you know, he was one of the guys and um, that's what, that's what we love. And then, you know, he obviously left a, a great footprint. I know he was doing some, some auto sales there for a while. He had some, oh, interest in some right. car dealers yeah. and different things like that. And, and, um, you know, I love seeing him in, in the Dr. Pepper commercials and then the, you know, the, um, the uh, Heisman house stuff. And, and he's, I think he's a real natural, you know, for, for that kind of stuff. And it's no, no surprise that he's meeting and greeting all these, you know, folks that want to come out and and enjoy and and celebrate, you know, Super uh, times or, or, you know, anything related to an NFL game. He's a perfect ambassador for the game because of, I think all the things that we talked about.
0: And it's funny. Um, he's not only an ambassador they had several high profile ambassadors including joe theisman the former washington redskins quarterback and they, they they're friends but they faced off each other against each other their teams uh in the super bowl that's alan won won the super bowl mvp and he said he still gives Theismann a bunch of crap about that like they go back and forth you know the, the other thing i was curious about joe if uh If if you and the players were aware of this, uh, you know, as a big Chiefs fan who went to all the games, I remember especially the first couple times Allen uh, played against the Raiders at Arrowhead. He always did well. He was pumped up and he'd score like score touchdowns. They on the jumbotron or might've just been a scoreboard back then with would pan to Al Davis yeah. in the owner's box and the, you know, he'd be flowering. Were the yeah. players aware that they were doing that, that they were showing Al Davis every time oh. uh, Marcus Allen did something or scored?
1: He, absolutely. <laughs> Jeff, we knew what was going on because we knew the tension there, right? We mm-hmm. knew what had happened. And, you know, we, I think we told that, I told that story about when Brian Barker was punting and, and, and you know, he, he, nailed, he was trying to nail uh, Al Davis. We almost had a brawl before the game, Um, yeah that was a that was a uh, you know that was a a, you know that was interesting um, to see how how everybody reacted on that and I guess you know I give Marcus a lot of credit for putting a lot of that stuff behind him when he did you know go into the Hall of Fame as as a Raider And, and and I think rightly so he should have right I mean as much as Kansas City fan I am and playing for them and and all that i would love to have seen him go in with the with the red 32 jersey and into the hall of fame look i i understand right you got to go where where the 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 people that brought you into the game And, and and i think that to me speaks so much about marcus allen as a gentleman and as somebody who put all that past behind him and all those hard feelings it may have had when you know when the when the raiders sort of seemed like they were kind of done with him and you know, they had that little bit of a little bit of a tiff there as he was leaving. But you know, Marcus put let bygones be bygones, and he goes into to the Hall of Fame as a Raider. Th- that to me, that kind of sums him up, <laughs> really. You know, in 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 one little story about what kind of a gentleman he is, because he could have easily gone in as a chief and mm-hmm. kind of stuck it to the Raiders organization, and and I don't think anybody would have wanted to see that, e- even the Chiefs organization as much as they would have loved to have seen him go in as a chief, he he was a Raider and, um and they were the formative years and, and that's the way it was. And, and, and the fact that he did that and put
0: all that aside, you know, hats off to Marcus for that. Did that come up to, you know, Marty had you guys so geared up for Raider week and you guys did so well against them. Did that come up for, I mean, did he, did Marty say something special to Marcus say something to you guys before those games? You know, Jeff, it's a great question, and
1: that was the, that was a thing that I, I I respected about Art Shell, and Marcus and and Marty to a certain degree, that he didn't let those player things affect him. We you know we had a lot of guys you know that came Reggie McElroy came and joined us and played tackle for us uh, after a, a spat with the Raiders. Um, you know that was the one thing that Marcus never really did. He never let us he never let it be about him you know even though he did go out and have some fantastic games and I know he was playing inspired football uh I know Art Shell you know based on some of the things when he came to the Chiefs wanted you know he even said it flat out he said guys when you can't beat them you join them right (laughs) but but I think the one thing I respect about all three of those guys is they didn't let that personal we'll call it a vendetta whatever word I'm searching for Uh, they didn't let that become about them or let the spotlight be shown on them. They made it about the team, right. And the, and the rivalry itself. And, and, and I think Marcus was um, could have easily turned it into the Marcus show Mm -hmm. where, Hey guys, this is what this team did to me. And you know, yada, yada, yada. And then same thing Joe did with, with the 49ers. It was never, he never mentioned anything about Steve Young or wanting to beat Steve Young or, you know, most humans, you know, like myself, I would, Probably do that, right? I'd be like, let's go out and kill those guys. They fired me, you know. They they cut me. They whatever me, you know. I want to go out and show them why they shouldn't have done that. That was what those guys never did, and and that's that's what makes them hall of famers, and, and that's what made them great
0: leaders. uh Very true. And again, back to to Joe. He also, like you said, wasn't like that. He was not a me first guy. It was all about the team and the objective. And I asked you for a word or a phrase to describe Joe Montana. Um, and he just said, cool. Um, how would you, back to Marcus Allen, the other big acquisition, the big free agent acquisition, how would you describe Marcus Allen in a word or phrase?
1: Classy. <laughs> classy. He's just classy, you know, and that says a lot. You know, he was class in everything he did, the way he worked out, the way he treated his teammates, uh, the way he treated fans. Uh, the way he treated the game itself, he was just classy, you know. He was always full of of uh, gentlemen. He was a gentleman and and a scholar. You know? So, yeah, classy, probably the best way I could describe Marcus.
0: What a, what a cool description. Well, if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. We'll be back next week, guys. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.